the Uluru Statement said that we have always been a sovereign people and we remain a sovereign people. Therefore, our relationship with white Australia should be based on that sovereign relationship. And the way to express that sovereignty was through a treaty or a voice to the parliament. Now, you can see straight away that the voice to the parliament is a bit inconsistent with the concept of sovereignty. Because if you're a sovereign people, you wouldn't be accepting your political role as being an advisor only, not a decision maker, a group that can only advise the parliament, even if the parliament's willing to listen. Whereas with a treaty, of course, the content of a treaty, as was understood at Uluru in 2017, was that it would deliver land to the dispossessed, it would empower people through seats in the parliament. In other words, you decide what happens in the parliament. You don't sit outside the parliament expressing an opinion. We would be entitled under a treaty to reparations and empowerment at the local level for Aboriginal people to have real self-determination. So they were the sentiments expressed in Uluru what we've seen since 2017 is an elitist group who have seized on the weakest of the points that came out of Uluru, that is, let's only go for an advisory body to the parliament, let's leave treaty and sovereignty to another day. And so, therefore, most people have forgotten that the whole discussion at Uluru was really about the sovereign rights of Aboriginal people and how that was going to be expressed. When it comes to the Australian Constitution, there is a real grey area about how on earth a referendum would give Aboriginal people a so-called voice to the parliament, which in real terms is an advisory body because you can't interfere with the people who make the decisions in parliament if you're outside the parliament, the constitution just does not allow for it. And so they're trying to sell a product that gives the impression of having a say over what happens in parliament when in reality it cannot. And so the product itself is not a very sellable product. Most people got no idea about what the Australian constitution is or how it operates or what it does. And everybody knows it doesn't help Aboriginal people. So why you'd be frigging around with having a referendum to give a power to the federal government to establish an advisory body just does not make sense when the federal government can set up an advisory body tomorrow. It doesn't need a referendum. So the whole thing is a very confusing area and it makes it one of these projects that uh, everybody will tend to go along with it because it doesn't really make sense to them. And they're dealing with a whole area of constitutional law that very few people in the public understand. There was a much more coherent Aboriginal policy that was started by the old uh, National Aboriginal Conference, I think it was called, way back in the 70s, when they said there should be a treaty with the Aboriginal people of Australia. And the highest political officer in the country, Malcolm Fraser, said, OK, I'm happy to have a talk about a treaty. ATSIC continued that in the 1990s and said, let's have a treaty. It didn't go anywhere. But then the alternative prime minister 
at the last election, uh, Bill Shorten said that he was up for talking to Aboriginal people about a treaty. In other words, it hadn't been dumped by anybody. It was still ongoing. And the possibility of reparations, land returns, empowerment, etc., were still there in the background. But as soon as the recognise and voice to parliament came along, it made it easy for the politicians like Anthony Albanese to step away from the previous policy of let's have a treaty with Aboriginal people, as suggested by his predecessor, Bill Shorten, to now move on to something very vague and which would deliver much, much less than a treaty, that is, a voice to the parliament. And so we've let them get away with it uh, because instead of pushing for a treaty and trying to engage them over a 20-year campaign, all we've done is waste a lot of money and a lot of time, a lot of energy, talking about something that will never happen anyway. There's something a little bit deceptive about the current campaign by those who are advocating for the voice to Parliament, which has effectively shut out the broader Aboriginal community from wanting to engage more specifically about the return of land, the empowerment of Aboriginal communities on land that they already own, the local government powers that some Queensland Shire councils have got should also apply to Aboriginal groups in the Northern Territory. Why are we talking about independence or statehood for the Northern Territory as a whole, which was already rejected? Why aren't we talking about statehood for the Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory who own their land, which is more than half of the Northern Territory? But we can't get those discussions going while we're talking about things that are so vague and hard to understand like a voice to parliament. And one of the problems with the campaign for the voice to parliament is because the product itself is such a uncompelling one, people tend to exaggerate what it can do and mislead people in the debate. For example, I heard the head of the New South Wales Land Council the other day saying that the land councils in every state have supported the voice to parliament. Well, that's just not true. For example, the Tasmanian Aboriginal Land Council was uh, sidelined by that campaign group because they knew the Tasmanian Aboriginal community doesn't support it. Another thing I heard them say is that if the people vote in a referendum to have a voice to the parliament, the federal parliament is therefore obliged to establish such a body. Well, that's just not true. The Constitution provides in one section that there shall be an interstate commission. No interstate commission exists. The Constitution gives governments the power to do something, but the Constitution doesn't force the Parliament to do something. And that's where they're misleading people who don't understand the Constitution. There was some political momentum generated from Uluru in 2017. The difficulty was going to be when the Prime Minister at the time said he wasn't really interested in big ticket issues in Aboriginal policy, how the group who had administered the Uluru Conference were going to maintain that momentum. It wasn't their fault that they failed to maintain the momentum because what they ended up with, instead of having a treaty or a sovereign uh, body dealing with the federal government or 
uh, an amend- amendment to the constitution which gave some sort of recognition, they ended up having an advisory body to Minister Ken Wyatt. So the whole thing was shoved down, down and further down until they had nowhere to go. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're seeing the spending of millions of dollars on a campaign trying to regenerate interest in the idea that Uluru was all about an advisory body to parliament because that's all they're mentioning. Instead of saying, look, we need to get back on board with the broader issues that were raised at Uluru and we need to engage with more and more Aboriginal people around the country instead of just citing these figures of such and such a percentage of Aboriginal people support the overwhelming number of Aborigines support a voice to Parliament. We know on the ground that is just not true. So there is something dishonest about this campaign as well. The referendum will never be put and it will never get up because people who understand the Constitution would explain this is an absolute waste of time. Yet the issue has been used by a group of Aboriginal people to generate their own publicity and their own importance about being the leaders in the Aboriginal debate. So that's why we're hearing the discussion now during the election. It won't lead to any land returns. It won't lead to seats in Parliament. It won't lead to Aboriginal people being empowered. It is just a discussion during the election.